0: to draw or paint or maybe just sketch and doodle well if you do chances are you have the
1: interest needed to become a serious Nazca line designer to find out simply call 773-669-7277
0: art instruction schools will send you this enjoyable
1: robot to help you travel to ancient Peru
0: there's no cost or obligation
1: our experts will review and grade your Nazca line shapes Call our number today. Don't let the wonderful world of ancient Peru pass you by.
2: They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread.
0: I think we're getting into a weird area here.
3: Will you tell fools? I'm not crazy!
2: There's hysteria.
3: You can't handle the truth! truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. We're <laughs> here. The truth is out there, it's alive. but you won't find it here.
1: They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now.
4: Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that has never carved ornate messages into the earth for aliens, but we've written plenty of messages in snow. Well yellow snow this is hysteria 51 why would it be yellow broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension otherwise known as chicago we are your hosts and head anthropologists on this expedition into the mysterious brent hand and john goforth oh i get it because you peed funny brent brent i'm trying to ignore him tonight we're talking about the nazca lines in peru Pretty mysterious stuff. Completely mysterious. Hundreds of huge etch-a-sketch drawings in the middle of the Peruvian desert
5: that are literally thousands of years old. Just looking at these magnificent drawings begs a couple of obvious questions. First, were they for aliens? <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's a yes, of I, Is that a question, yeah. really? Uh, were they for their own gods, maybe? And most importantly... What was your favorite artistic toy growing up? Because
4: I think that's the meat and potatoes of this episode. This whole episode, yeah.
5: Yeah, like we already said Etch-A-Sketch. Did you have one?
4: Favorite, oh, I had an, yeah. I, had I did not have an Etch-A-Sketch. You didn't? Well, that. No. Uh, so I'm guessing that wasn't your favorite thing. Uh,
5: my parents said only God should build in straight lines. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I feel like
5: your parents didn't say that. <laughs> they did not.
4: <laughs> oh, man. Favorite artistic toy growing up. Um. Well, I mean, I actually hated my Etch-A-Sketch. Yeah. I was horrible with it. I hated how oh, yeah. the, you'd start... You, you have to start it wherever it is. And then so you have like this tail line. I got on half a you're...
5: circle and then I broke the table
4: because <laughs> I was angry. But, you know, you you draw something really cool. I don't know. Uh, uh, figure eight. because That's about all I can do. <laughs> yeah. and, and it has a tail coming off of it because that's where right, the thing started. Right. Um, I wasn't smart enough to figure that out. Uh, what I did really like, I had a light bright when I was really little. did too. And that was and fun. Want to hear something crazy? So we had a light
5: bright. And I hadn't thought about it in, in a long time. And a couple months ago, Lisa and I went to this science and surplus place and they have like yeah, just yeah. crazy stuff. At the checkout, light bright paper. Just like at the, <laughs> in case you forgot it while you were shopping.
4: And I was like, that is a hell of a a decision to put there let's see here all right uh twix Bubblelicious, winto green mints
3: light bright paper light Bright
4: Paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay ted calm down one of these things is not like the
5: other man yeah i you know what else i had as a kid this is showing you know my age and i have a sister's little more, a
4: weaving loom where you made like potholders little rugs and stuff like that so, hey, hey i'm I, I don't I don't want to like ruin your childhood for you. Uh (laughs) Well, Well, you had to get up at four o'clock
5: in the morning every day to go to the weaving loom. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
4: It's the weaving loom toy, Brent. We promise. (laughs) Just do it like this over and over and over again for the (laughs) next twelve days. Why do my
5: fingers bleed, mommy? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you have a Did you have a Spirograph? we had parts of so i had the outer edge and then a few of the pieces what are they like tokens they broke. i think (laughs) i don't know like my sister had broke most of them but you know he had the so the big round circle yeah and then the ones that we had like the triangle and the square that would like flop around in there and stuff but a lot of the pieces weren't there i think that's a oh he also had
4: bed bugs the game and all the legs were gone what the hell was my sister doing (laughs) (laughs) you never went into that closet of hers now, here's a question: Would you count as a, would you count this as an artistic toy? I never had one, right. but uh, an easy bake oven. I mean, cooking could be an art form. That, cooking with a forty watt bulb is you know. Though then again, I don't know how much art there was to what you were putting in the easy bake oven. Now, if I had had one, I'd probably be putting like ants or something in there. I yeah, my parents would never. number
5: one, I would have burnt something even on that forty watt. <laughs> number two, yeah, like they couldn't have trusted me to not. Well, number one, they're not going to buy me the easy bake official pieces like the snippy snow cone machine we're like we got flavor aid right in there use that yeah. you know what i mean so it's like come on you you would have had like the, the leftovers from jonestown mom thank you very much the the pleasy
4: warming oven
6: yes yes
4: <laughs> not so easy bake
3: slide
6: them in slide
2: them in let them bake now slide them in slide them out easy bake wow <laughs> i'd
4: forgotten about that thank you i don't think that drop was implying anything about the actual easy bake oven no one toy i had that it was definitely an artistic toy but i i don't know if they sell these nowadays cuz it feels like one of those that was a lot more dangerous mm-hmm. than like an 8-year-old should have had i had a wood burning kit oh they sell them they're just in the adult section like literally
5: <laughs> like that would be something that the science and surplus you would find Right next to the soldering irons. And right, because like it that.
4: essentially was a low grade soldering iron. Yeah,
5: it went the way of the jarts. And, yeah, exactly. Know, and for children.
4: And so, you, uh, but there was, it wasn't just wood, it was also leather. You also could like mm. draw things in leather and skin, you know, regular non tanned <laughs> leathered skin. Yeah. Oh, have
5: I shown you my brand? Yeah, yeah. like crazy crap like that. It's the stuff you'd think would come from, like, Mainway toys.
2: Another one of Mr. Mainway's products. It retails for 198 <laughs> and it's called Bag of Glass.
5: I think I had that. I used to collect a Bag of Glass. I could see Mr. my parents Mainway, buying it for me.
2: This is simply a bag of jagged, <laughs> dangerous oh. glass bits. Yeah, right. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a glass. That's exactly it's a what it is. Glass. You know, I mean,
4: uh, you know, it's, it sells very well, as a matter of fact. Kids you know? love it. <laughs> I mean, it's just broken glass, you
7: know. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I mean, children could seriously cut themselves on any one of these pieces. Yeah, well,
4: look, you know, a kid, the average kid, he picks up, you know, broken glass anywhere. The beach, the street, garbage cans, parking lots, all over the place in a big city. I
2: know. We're I just know.
4: packaging what the kids want. That just makes sense. It's just what the kids want. Now, but that that mentality that's what the wood burning right. like well uh, you know kids like burning things yeah he's like hey,
5: you remember you know cabbage patch kids we got cabbage head kids and it was a uh, it was just doll with a knife for a head and they stuck a head of cabbage on it <laughs> like but what about or maybe it was a teddy bear no, I
4: he, uh, oh what no you? it was a knife coming out of the belly or no a chainsaw coming out of the belly <laughs> <laughs> That's what is a chainsaw coming out of the belly. He's like, oh, you know, you want to cook wood or you want to cut wood and yeah. play with your teddy bear. Oh, hey. If
5: you guys ever go to our Tee Public store and you look up our black eyed children, which is based off of my buddy and my Kid buddy, sister. my buddy and sister. Yeah. So it's based off that it's mainway toys.
4: Yeah, it says mainway toys. It's a little Easter egg that no one has noticed yet, or at least they haven't said anything. Uh, what was the other one that main t- uh, they had the uh, the little it was like a little Ken doll character. Uh, but it was like Switchblade Ken. Switchblade Ken, Kid, yeah. <laughs> and you'd push the button on the top of his head. And,
5: he's like, it, she's like, and, she's and like, they're showing him like regular toys. He's like, oh, there's nothing dangerous. With this oh it's like a slip inside. And he's, he's like, oh, oh, oh. And he's like,
4: he's choking himself <laughs> with it. Almost died just trying to look at this toy. Oh, oh, wee. <laughs> when he was destri- describing Switchblade Ken, he's like, well, what if one of the other one of the other dolls walks up to him, starts trouble? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <him> up, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I just thought that was funny because I always thought the wood burning kit was like that. Right, right, right. Well, know. I mean, but they, they have really made toys a lot less dangerous nowadays. Even, like, Transformers, when you and I were a kid. Remember Jetfire? If yeah, you dropped if it, you hit foot came off? If you Not hit its foot, your, your foot. <laughs> foot. If you hit somebody over the head with Jetfire, yeah. they would have a concussion and or permanent brain like injury. Like, they Charlie
5: actually no, just hit me with real Jetfire. <laughs> I'll heal
4: faster. <laughs> Uh, and and nowadays they're like this light plastic that the mm, I I don't know I I don't love transformers nowadays well now if you love them but you're no longer a kid you actually have money you can get these masterpiece collections
5: they're made overseas and they are like what Gen 1 transformers should have been if they cost $400 with a lot of detail and and metal and and it's one of those one things you're like well this actually is worth probably $400 now they're not called Optimus Prime it's called like leader you know what i mean or stuff like that because
4: they can't gun shooting bad guy instead of megatron you know or whatever so when we go to like target or something walmart whatever and i see a toy that's obviously for a 10 year old and i want it and i purchase it for myself i justify it by saying well it's going on my toy shelf Mm -hmm. i like it you know i'm to my wife of course and she like rolls her eyes but okay i think i'd get more than an eye roll if i spent 500 bucks on a transformer well, considering I have multiple $500 pieces in my, bed, my
5: Green Lantern room that are unopened, and Lisa buys them, <laughs> so we don't really understand that. And uh, I'm getting a no from the booth. <laughs> no, maybe that no is for me. I don't know.
1: Don't forget, throw the broken bottle at the neighborhood cat. Cheapest game around and definitely the most fun. <laughs>
5: That other voice you're hearing is the third host of this show and the only one that only doesn't pee but is scared of it. It's the one and only conspiracy about it. See how he brought back the, uh, the the yellow snow there, John? You did. Yeah. You did. That,
1: Full circle. Uh, a good callback. Celebrate good times. Come on.
4: Brent built this idiot to produce and edit the show. Uh, unfortunately, all he really edits is the lifespan of neighborhood cats.
1: I'm doing God's work.
4: <laughs> you can get further from doing God's work,
1: technically. Depends on your perspective. By the way, shout out to all my botheads out there. Your insane support of me would be humbling if I thought it necessary to be humble.
4: See, this this right here is the problem. On top of being rude, a drunk, and homicidal, he's now a megalomaniac.
1: Don't forget, handsome.
4: No, he didn't. <laughs> Let's move on. I do believe we got a guest tonight. Uh, this time, this guest is back, and it did not take 100 <sighs> oh, episodes. It felt like 100
5: episodes. We missed him so much. I did. I did. With every bullet so far. Thank you, Al Bundy. <laughs>
4: hey, now.
7: <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Mark Hour. Thanks, guys. Really yeah. feeling the love. Appreciate you having yeah. me back uh, 20 minutes later. <laughs> uh,
5: and they don't realize that we Excuse were, me,
7: Mark. We There's we a fourth wall. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's
5: been weeks, Mark. Weeks
7: yes well we you not know
5: record multiple in a day come on now that's just crazy
4: time
7: well my son is seven now <laughs> and...
4: <laughs> and how many kids did you have last time you were on I
7: wasn't even married no, okay
4: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he was right. still
7: asexual yeah <laughs> right. exactly
4: <laughs> oh well we, we appreciate you coming back um, our last episode was such a hit we yeah. decided to invite you back uh, I mean rave reviews uh, we sold t-shirts yeah uh, we now have bot heads yeah. apparently yep. it um, happens it happens but when no, nonetheless, thank you for returning. Are you ready to talk about South America? Never been more ready. We're going to you.
5: Oh,
4: man. Dig it.
5: Nazca Lines. Nazca Lines. What are the Nazca Lines? Seabot.
1: They were lines and landing strips for aliens. They thought they were gods. Case closed.
4: Let's dig a little bit deeper. I'm, I just, I'm just glad he didn't go for the obvious cocaine reference. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I
5: think that's later in the show, and it'll
4: be me. No,
1: oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fine. Waste the people's time.
4: No, we're
5: not wasting the time. You know what? Sure, people do say those things, but that's not the only thing that they say about the Nazca lines. You've all probably heard or seen the lines before. Think of these giant symbols spanning altogether miles and miles. They depict monkeys, quote unquote,
4: astronauts, birds, etc. Well, now, now let's be clear. We're calling them astronauts. That's why I said quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just imagine a field, if you will, kind of like almost like a crop circle. Like when I put des- in the desert, when I but in the desert, when I described these to my wife, that's what she said. She said oh, like a crop circle. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's actually a really good way. If, if someone isn't sure what we're talking about to yeah. now. Anal- so you've probably seen these pictures and the lines themselves are like uh, tan in color.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's. We all probably know of them. Or if you see a picture, someone will go, yeah, I've seen those before. But it wasn't long ago that they were undiscovered by modern man. If you want to see a picture right now, just look at the show art. You're exactly right. And first, let's talk about what they really are is a group of very large trenches. They're in the Nazca Desert in southern Peru. And they're officially a United Nations educational, scientific, and cultural organization, World Heritage Site created by the Nazca culture. That acronym is that pronounced... (laughs) But
6: (laughs) a mouthful.
4: Also worth noting, the Nazca Desert is actually at a really high elevation. Mm -hmm. It's something like, I'm going to get this wrong, but I'm not that far off, 11 or 13,000 feet. Wow, yeah. So a couple miles above sea level, I believe.
5: 5,280 feet in a mile. Thank (laughs) you.
4: 1,760 yards. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely. Part of that, uh, the, the elevation plays into why these are still visible from when they were uh, not built, but when they were scratched out. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they are old. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. They are old.
5: They they date them between 500 B.C. or B.C.E. and 500 A.D. or C.E. if you're nasty, whatever you want to okay, call
4: it. Okay, this, this B.C.E. C.E. bullshit. I'm so tired of Beco- this. Before current I era, I don't care about the current era. Current
5: era or before it's, Christ, after death. Why you can't know?
4: BC and AD? If you do, if you if you don't believe in God, that's fine. But that's just the terminology we use. Stop it. Not anymore. Stop the insanity. Stop the insanity. <laughs> <laughs> so they're old and they're not
5: deep. They've lasted that long, but they're only ten to fifteen centimeters or four to six inches deep, and between point four. So and Brent, you could you could
4: uh, you can measure them.
5: Yeah, 0.4 and 1.1 kilometers and 0. 0.2 and 0. 0.7 miles wide their combined length is equal to over 1300 kilometers 808 miles and cover an area of
4: about 50 square kilometers or 19 square miles
1: i see we are stooping to pandering to the rest of the world
6: yes
4: we are yes we are. and you know noting that they are that shallow
1: the rest of the world yes yes <laughs>
4: <laughs> he is on fire! <laughs> well, it's the slag that they drop from the sky. Yes, yes.
5: Rest in peace, Guinness, my dog. <laughs> no, uh,
4: <laughs> we called them lucky. Noting that they are that shallow, it really is amazing that they've lasted this long. Well, there's a
5: few things that really... Tie into that. John, you talked about it, it's so high. It's also one of the driest places on I earth. I might call it arid. It's an arid desert. They get 20 minutes. Oh, this was a really, usually they tell like, oh, oh blah, blah. They get 20 minutes
4: of rainfall a year. That's it. And it's not 20 like solid minutes. You know what I mean? It's like, and then stops. The way they built them or built them, the way they scratched them out is they just, they literally scratched the top layer of iron oxide off, mm-hmm. which is, if you look at it, it's almost reddish in color. Yep, and so it's like it's like reddish pebbles. So imagine getting a a really thick bristled broom mm-hmm. and 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 sweeping off like this layer of pebble and real fine soil.
5: And the reason it's so fine and so shallow is there was an ancient volcanic eruption that spewed that crap all through there. But it's fine and it's real shallow. Right. So they dig that out, and it
4: it shows that that subsoil that yellowish and it just tanish.
5: It just stays. Another reason because there's that not it more stays. iron
4: oxide to, to fill it in, and the no and one's it, there, and that it's yellow stuff. Yeah, and yeah, the no y- yellow over stuff it. is a lot. There's a lot of clay in there, so yeah. it 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 holds out the water mm-hmm. uh, what little water there is. Mm-hmm. So and a lack of wind, a lack of erosion. Yep. Uh, it's, so they've lasted for thousands of years, but as of 2012,
5: the lines are starting, or are said to have started deteriorating because of an influx of squatters inhabiting the land
1: yep the one true disease on this planet
5: yeah we're a, yeah, but
4: we're a blight no hey, he's right dude I no, get no, but we're also the ones that created them well so calm down you don't know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert
5: <laughs> that's fun right so yeah we're, <laughs> we're taking a poo poo on uh, It's lasted thousands of years but not one party did you see recently where a truck driver
4: drove over one of them
7: just no, got lost and drove they over. Built there. a road through them. No, he did. He got
4: lost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Correction. They did build a road through them. The Pan American you know, Highway. We'll talk about that. Does run through did. one of them? Yeah. Before uh, it was before they got named whatever the hell Brent said earlier. Uh, but before that, they they did build the Pan American uh, Highway. Did. But that's not the truck driver. The the road he's talking about. Yeah.
5: So let's talk about what they actually look like. Lots of crap is what they look like. They vary in complexity because not every. Not every idiot making them was a great artist. No, no, no. But they vary. Uh, There's hundreds of simple lines and geometric shapes.
1: Alien runways.
5: More than (laughs) 70 are designs of animals. There's hummingbird, spider, fish, llama, jaguar, monkey, lizard, dog, and a human. And other shapes include trees and flowers.
1: Also, Mothman, David Icke, Bob Lazar, a Yeti.
4: (laughs) I don't think that's true. If you squint. If you (laughs) Well, you know the one interesting thing about the beans that actually are depicted Seabot is some of them are from that area, indigenous to that. Or mm-hmm. um, let me rephrase: according to I guess paleoarchaeologist, not yeah. paleo. Um, would it according be
5: paleoarchaeologists? To, according to people that know more than us,
4: yes. According to them, um, some of these beans were indigenous to that area at that time. Others were not, but it's not like one of those they were on the other side of the world. It's like they might have been from the coast. Kind
5: of like Gobekli Tepe. You know what I mean? They were carbon crap. It wasn't.
4: Maybe- but it's not It's not crazy that those people knew what these things were. No, not at all. It wasn't like, well, this is Jerry from accounting. <laughs> they knew he was going to be there. Right. You know, it's, it's, not- more al- it's more along the lines of like you're in an arid desert and you have one that's a whale. So, yeah, but they could yeah. They could have taken a trip to the coast to see a whale. So
5: there's lines and crap in the desert. Big, big deal. Nothing to see there. People from the past used to build these monolithic and megalithic structures. What's crazy about these, the reason we're talking about them is most form shapes that are best seen from the air at least 1,500 feet or higher before you can actually see what they are. Now, some are visible from the surrounding foothills or other high places if you know what to look for. But most of them, you have to be in the sky to really be able to see what they are.
4: People make this what you're saying. You're right. They are more visible and more apparent and more obvious as to what they are from the sky. That That's just mm. true. But it's not crazy to think that if you're on those foothills that you couldn't sketch it out and work it out mathematically how to build it you're, and, you're right. and actually see the form that it takes. It's not like you're just standing in the middle of the line and trying to look down. I mean, you are elevated several hundred feet on one of these hills. So you could... You, it, you it's, could, but... They weren't rediscovered until 1926
5: when flights started flying over those areas. Well, it's Meaning, the middle of nowhere. Well, it is the middle of nowhere, but me, people, people hadn't quit- really noticed. It. I know. I'm just saying, this is an important part. They weren't made for people on the ground per se. They were made to be gigantic. Well, we don't we don't know that per se. There's a per se in there. The shapes they're made from one continuous line. that have been a shitty job. Drag your feet, Paul. Just drag your feet. I'll tell you when to stop. Turn left. You know. <laughs> And the the largest one is about 370 meters
4: or 1,200 feet long. That's long. The other interesting thing about the Nazca people and building them, I keep saying building, and forming them, them. making them, is before the lines were really uh, the full nature of the lines were revealed, it was kind of thought that they weren't advanced enough of a civilization to want to build to do something like this because they if they aren't alien highways they might be a call out to the gods they might be a calendar they might be a lot of other things and that those people weren't thinking in those terms they were more just like hunter gatherers didn't care all that much is that uh, the, the, the so case
5: of everything is we keep running into that and then they go
4: oh but they were they were oh they were, yeah they, 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 they were smart they weren't idiots
5: yeah man that's like mark that's like the 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 thing we run into week after week when you, you you go in the past, they just look at these people like, well, they didn't have an iPhone or an Android, so they, obviously they yeah. were stupid. And then you see what they were doing, and it turns out in a lot of ways, oh, they actually were a lot more advanced for that time than we thought. Now, I'm not talking about they were using their own computers and shit like that, but at least they knew to dig a ditch in the ground.
7: At least they knew to call out to the aliens yeah, to exactly. ask them to come hang out. Were were these discovered by a plane then? So did they just so have
5: 1926 to be- is a, they, That's the year, and we'll get into this a little bit, but sure. they, that's when commercial flight really took off, and so that was one of the thoroughfares that they were going over, and people were like, huh, it's incredible. Look at that. Some of them weren't found. Like I know the one of them, the astronaut wasn't found until the 1980s. It's on the side of a hill and you don't even have to be in the sky to see it. Right. But literally it wasn't seen until like the night. And then they go, oh, and then you see it and you go, how the hell did they not see that? You know, it's a giant human ish figure on the side of a uh, of a
4: hill. And it really did not have to be that well built. I know we said this before about it being arid. There are tire tracks in the area from the 1920s that you can still see from the sky it's like the moon
5: moon. exactly exactly so you've got some doodles on the ground they last because it's in the place no one wants to go and it has the right circumstances big deal right well it is a big deal and it's a big argument with mainstream and fringe historians and archaeologists we're going to get into that when we come back with more hysteria 51
4: You know, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying it'd be a really good track for Seabot to be able to move around in. Maybe he built them long ago. You know, he can time travel.
1: Yeah, no, way too lazy for that. That That checks out, yeah. I
5: I believe that. (laughs) (laughs) So, kids, if they've been there for this long and they are exposed, why were they just recently, quote unquote, I talked to, you know, we were just talking about 1926, recently rediscovered. Recent is a relative term, but in the 1920s, as we said, commercial flights started to become a thing. And guess what? People like to look out the windows. <laughs> and they go, huh. Pilots stare at the ground and, and they see shit. And that's what they saw. But not all were found. Like I said, the astronaut wasn't until the 80s. And now they've found tons and tons. And now you can go there and you can hop in a plane. And it's a huge tourist destination. Sure. A lot of the, the, the industry is... Planes, you know, you get in these little Cessnas and, and Pipers and prop planes and stuff like that. Prop planes, you know, um, <laughs> they they got biplanes and you can dogfight with a with a beagle. It's awesome. <laughs> Dance on the wing. Yes,
7: exactly. It's a whole thing. Hello,
5: my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my rectum gal. Yeah, it's just this huge tourist destination or a lot of towers are set on the ground that are high enough that you can see some of them or at least. Parts of some of them, um, and they're just literally like, oh, ah, look at Brent. Like a tower. My Point for me. Some of them you can see. You're right because we all know that back then they had towers. The Tower of Babel was there. Yeah, that's that's how they they built them. Left, left. That, that's true. That's true. So the question becomes: Why did people so long ago build this crap when they couldn't even really see what it was? They didn't have their own towers. Now some of the foothills were there, but they couldn't really see it. Why?
1: I already told you for the aliens they mistook for gods.
5: (laughs) Actually, C-Bot, a lot of people think that, or at least they say they think that. Just watch Ancient Aliens, Gaia, read John's new dream journal. Throwback, she told you to start a dream journal. Oh, that's
4: right. (laughs) How is that dream journal going, John? Oh, well, you know, they say the the first step is always the hardest. (laughs) (laughs) So many say that they were here to attract aliens that they saw in the sky or to bring them back because... They had left, and I dig that one. Yeah, they left, and so we're like, "Come up, back! I've
5: chased, baby, uh,
4: baby! I've chased." It's like when you crash land on an island, you write "Help us" in the uh, sand so that people flying by can see.
5: Now, I like to sell myself, so if I ever crash land, I'm going to put "Help me, help you." That's what I'm going to put, and I think I think that's going to attract. You
4: said you're kind of like Seabot. You're lazy. Yeah, that's a lot of writing. It is, but you know
5: what? I'm going to get bored. Oh, that's true. And I'm going to need someone to talk to. Actually, I don't because I
4: I can No, you're just going to make yourself giggle the whole time.
5: (laughs) (laughs) So, according to Ranker, it's a website. I I got this from there, and I think probably the most
4: reputable website out there.
5: The designs were created to attract aliens and had to be made big enough so that the extraterrestrials could see them from the sky and space. Here's a quote. Oh boy! These designs are clearly man-made yes. and are only recognizable from high above, most likely to signal extraterrestrials. It's
7: quite the
4: leap, is it? From is it? <laughs> is it?
5: If you just say that, people usually will stop arguing with you.
4: Don't be so overly dramatic <laughs> about it,
5: Chuck. Though Mark, they're really going all in on this ET angle. Most likely, they're they're going on. Now that's not to say maybe that's exactly what. It, maybe rankers woke, and we're not. I am, you know, yeah. Not to be outdone by some lines in the dirt, recently several bodies which include a three-fingered corpse were reportedly found in a tomb near the Nazca lines, and it was thought to be by some research that they could be newly undiscovered species or even aliens. Holy crap, did these get the the work up? You saw them online and crap like that, these little white-looking bodies. Well, guess what? They decided to have the DNA tested. 100%
4: human. <laughs> but you know what? Well, you know, they, they got it tested. And they also found just kind of regular tombs in the area. Too. All over the place. And and which also, like the lines, gave researchers some insight into, wow, they memorialized their dead as if there was a an afterlife. Uh, so they had a m- much more advanced theology mm-hmm. and much more advanced philosophies than they had previously been given credit So the Nazca
5: people did not look at death as a death. There was no such thing as death. You you just went to a new plane. Sure. So that was just like, oh, I went to that door and, and see when you get here. You know, it wasn't a bad thing. And a lot of the bodies there are crazy. You know, there there's bodies all over the place. This whole place was a, um, not Mausolean. a shrine, but kind of, you, you know what I mean? Like it, it, there yeah. was a lot of ooh, stuff going on there. And of course... <laughs> Experts say that these were created as a decorative path to guide Nazca's to the ancient ceremonial center of Kuwachi, where rituals and burials took place. That's disputed, but some people say that. Or some argue they marked water. That's a big one. <laughs> they marked water, be it underground or ways to get water in the arid desert. Knowledge that has been lost to us, but that's what they was doing. There's also
4: some researchers believe that they were walking paths that literally they built what like you know we build tracks at gyms these were walking paths
5: yeah have you seen that guy who like does his gps and he he plots out like i made a dinosaur today yeah yeah stuff like that have you seen those like, definitely it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, mark is that guy yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah. yeah pretty cool john does it but it's just swastikas constantly just, <laughs> that's <laughs> just not true that's
4: patently false
5: patent world war ii i see what you did there <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna run our tank straight into russia so others even argue it is a huge astrological chart or solar calendar. We just don't know how to
4: read it. We don't know. So let's stop there for a second on the astrological sh- chart. There are some lines that point directly at the North Star. There are some that point at true north. Um, Guess what? When you've got
5: a million lines going in every well, direction.
4: that's kind of what some people say. It's like, well, you know, we, 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 what, what was the joke? uh you, know, uh, you, you put said, a monkey
5: in front of a typewriter?
4: <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. Or, or a blind squirrel finds a nut, yeah. or... Broken clock is right twice a day. Exactly, exactly. However, there was also a... Let, let's call them um, alternative historians. Alternative histor- historians that I had never I had never even heard of. Woke this. mofos, they Woke, like to be oh, called. Oh, okay. That, there's a shirt. Woke mofo. Woke mofo. So when I was like 10 and people would say mofo... I thought they were saying Mofro, and I had no idea what mo- Mofo Mom, was. Mom, I need for- to grow my hair. I need Mofro. <laughs> I had no idea what Mofo was short for. Yeah. And so I went around saying Mofro. What's up, Mofro? Yeah. Uh, you were a cool. really cool kid. I know. I just I know. want to remind
5: you of that. You also. knew me back then. Oh yeah. Remember when you went on a um, cruise and came back with your hair braided? Yes. <laughs> I'd do it, it again it if my hair was long enough. It jingled because he had like the. It. Uh, it didn't jingle. It. it had the the beads. The little beads. Yeah. The
7: beads. Totally. So when totally. you just, you didn't well, hear the jingle because you were trying to block it. It out. clicked. Yes. It would typically be young ladies. I remember that would come back from spring Which break or from they a trip to tell like him. that. So and again, not to gender shame, whatever. You know, I don't want to make you look bad, but. Oh, you're not.
4: I look <laughs> kind of silly. I'm sure
7: you. I, I've seen you with the frosted tips as well, some old pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> I looked know, good. No stranger to experimenting with your hair.
4: I had. Well, you, when you have long hair and you're in, in uh, the Bahamas, what else are you supposed yeah. to do? Uh, I, just, I mean, you, you, that is unfallible. There is no arguing <laughs> with you. that. That is, <laughs> Thank you. That is, you're, that is the point. only option. You're just a cool motherfucker. Yeah. Motherfucker. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: All
4: right. So here's the thing. There are constellations, right? We go out, you can look in the night sky and you can see the Big Dipper, the Little Dipper. Kirk Hammett. I mean, all the things uh, in the uh, sky. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what that means.
4: <laughs> oh, you didn't?
5: I, it's a constellation I just made up. Oh, okay. Thank you. That was Orion reference. Did,
6: <laughs>
4: did you know? Talca, Orion. It, yes. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, did you know that there are anti-constellations? So basically, there are th- these, these specific... Hell no! We won't glow! <laughs> Hell no! I mean, that kind of thing. There are specific what... dark points in the night sky, so if you're out in the desert, you can like, oh. see it really well, and they call those anti-constellations, or, or some other terminology similar to that. Other alternative theorists believe that they're pointing to the anti-constellations. Oh,
5: which would be really easy to say when it doesn't really work out your other way.
4: <laughs> yeah, right. No, actually. It's, it's pointing to the dark parts. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's a
5: website that kind of broke this, uh, a lot of this down. It's called Wonderlust. and it says Peruvian archaeologist Toribio. Uh, you know what, Mark? Why don't you take a, a uh, stab at this? Toribio
7: Mejia Chespe?
5: Wow. I, those word, those sounds wouldn't have came out.
7: You just bought yourself three more
5: episodes.
6: <laughs> Sweet. <laughs>
7: So he reads. In this, three years. I, prob- and I probably totally screwed it up as well. So. No, it's all. I mean, it's. But, but you then said when I pointed of, it to yeah. you, they can say, oh, that Mark guy's an idiot instead uh, of Brent for once. Half because, my life. Saying yeah. things with confidence. Yeah. And it's right. It's true. <laughs> yeah, that's,
5: that's how I got married. I just kept saying it with confidence and she bet, bought it. You it's know, fake
7: it till you make yep, it, guys.
5: Yep. The lines were rediscovered in 26, but one of the first to comprehensively study them was this American geologist, Paul Kosak. And if you take the S out, it spells kook wonderful wonderful. (laughs) if you take the K on the it's Osak so I mean you know
4: dynamic drop in Donnie so in
5: 1939 Kosak was conducting studies on ancient irrigation systems when a pilot told him about the lines so this dude realized that they were too shallow to carry water so they must have another purpose, and he assumed it was astronomical after seeing the sun setting exactly over the end of
4: one of the long single lines at the winter solstice. And he christened. Who hasn't him. been in a single line before? <laughs> it's he- like the the dance <laughs> for all the single guys at the uh, wedding. Oh man, that's you, you everyone feel is up the bride single. <laughs> What's what? what it feels like? I mean, like seriously, you're gonna come touch. You're gonna all these like dudes are coming in like you know it's, it's extremely, extremely you know, weird you know what it feels like this it feels, feels like, like middle school you you're working take, through something you here. take one of those balloons and like hold it between the people like, remember in middle school middle school dances save space th- for jesus yeah they <laughs> had to put the balloon between people to yep. make sure they were dancing and also boys get those hands up yep those hands yep. are too low i feel like you're really
5: working through something today are you okay
4: i am not okay but it doesn't have anything to do with the singles dance <laughs> sure play it quite <laughs> yeah so
5: he sees this one, winter solstice, he christians and the largest astronomy book in the world, which I'm just going to start calling everything this. We're going to go to the bar tonight. The largest astronomy book in the world. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong.
4: I do it. Every time we do an episode,
5: <laughs> then Kozak's assistant Maria Reich. Now she's the real, uh, the, the the powerhouse in this story. A German-born teacher and mathematician. You don't say, right? <laughs> right. So Maria, uh, no, she was the third
4: Reich oh, in her Lord. family. It, it, you make the joke, but she the reason from a mile away. The reason she went to Peru, she was she was ran out of. <laughs> she was escaping Nazi Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when, yeah no, when the Nazis were coming to right, power, right. Uh, she said, "I don't want any part of this. I'm out of here." Yep, and uh, she went to Peru.
5: And she found the same effect occurred in the summer solstice. She mapped the lines and discovered 18 different kinds of animals and birds. And then after Kosak left Peru in the 40s, Reich remained dedicating her life to unraveling the mystery of them.
1: Spoiler, she didn't. You don't know that, Seabot? She's dead.
4: But you don't know what she took to her grave.
1: Bet me. I have her diary. Where? That's above your pay grade.
4: He's not even answering you.
5: I want to know. He probably does have it now that he's not answering. (laughs) It's a good point. When he shuts up, that's when you gotta be. You dug a little
7: too deep, John. Yeah. Yeah.
5: So her former home near Nazca, where she's buried, because that's not weird at all, is now a small museum. And it's filled with her maps, (laughs) blueprints, measuring tapes, and all sorts of crap that she used that they left there. I just hope that whatever I do in life, they just leave it be and be like, It's museum now.
4: Just go look at it. And there's his body in the corner. Why are you memorializing with my old tennis shoe? Yeah. Like I get like some of my more insightful writings or something like that. Like your dream journal. Exactly. <laughs> the hardest step is the first. <laughs> the, uh, but like the weird stuff that people, if you were dead and they were trying to memorialize you, the weird stuff that they would use to do that, it's like, well, that's used toilet paper. I don't know why you still have that.
5: Mm-hmm. So here's the, here's the payoff here. They called her the lady of the lines. And Mark, to your uh, point there, I'm told it's not because of her raging coke addiction. So there is that.
4: Bummer. Yeah. I was wondering how long that was going to take. About this
5: long. Yeah, that uh, I'm this old <laughs> when it <laughs> happened. Actually, because she brought them to the world's attention for real, though. She played a huge, important role in their protection and conservation, minus one pan Pacific highway here or there, you know, educating both the public and the Peruvian government about how important they are, which sounds stupid to think you have to tell someone, maybe we shouldn't destroy this history,
4: but... Well, it's also kind of bringing... They're not making any more ground. Think, you know, she started in the 40s. When you think about they were just discovered essentially for research in the 40s, it's not like the whole world knew about them. Exactly. Right? So she's saying, hey, hey, let's do something here. Take a look over here. and mm-hmm. Notice this. She also, I mean, the Peruvian people and the people of that area loved her. Uh, for for trying to protect their history she actually became a citizen of peru um a few years before her
7: death yeah. they, she they also
5: coined fans. i don't know if you know this is the sexual term the peruvian mudslide <laughs>
7: Ooh, Fun. <laughs> I'll be mommy. to tell me a little bit more about that off the air <laughs> well
5: i mean i have a video
7: He <laughs> draw diet a diagram uh,
5: so the not to be outdone she also paid for private security to prevent people from doing more damage and convinced the government to limit access to the area. Again, things that sound like no brainers, but at the time it was important. And in nineteen ninety four, four years before her death, the lines were finally declared what we talked about earlier, the UNESCO World her- or Heritage Site. <laughs>
6: Did
5: you just get you- possessed? UNESCO World Heritage Site, though not in time to save the lizard which was sliced in two by the Pan American Highway.
1: Fucking Peruvians no respect for lizard people.
5: Yeah, I know. I I guess I'm Peruvian in that way. Yeah, I I'm behind the
4: Peruvians here. See, mm-hmm. you're on your own.
5: So she was the lady of the lines. What did she think? What What was her thoughts, John? Like what she was? She spent her whole life on them.
4: Uh, Reich believed that the lines were built with a sophisticated mathematical precision,
7: which is hard to. Um, she's uh, a mathematician, right? I mean, she's the expert, and she's German, so yeah. she wasn't goofing around. Precision. <laughs>
4: Along with that, she uh, using the mathematical precision. She thought that, that it she she was a big taker on the astronomical alignment of them uh, in 1960s.
5: Astronomical lines, how you remember that song? Yeah, I Not do. Lines, I, I'm just wondering welcome.
4: why you interrupted me for that. It wasn't funny. From boom. <laughs> giving the people what they want <laughs> however in 1968 English astronomer Gerald Hawkins effectively disproved her theory on the the whole astronomical well he I mean, he he was
5: English so another giggle fest there you know
4: oh and another, uh, just just alienate every one of our listeners I'm
5: trying today. to you're doing your best we've got the Peruvians the English Americans were shit.
4: you know what I mean like come we on. do that every episode yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, we haven't gotten to the Australians yet If you place a picture side-by-side of the Hadron Collider and the Aztec calendar, there's an eerie similarity between the two. That was a well-placed one, (laughs) Seabed. It was. It was. (laughs) All right, so Gerald Hawkins specialized in the field of archaeoastronomy. Now, that is the first time that I have heard of that, and I want to become an archaeoastronomer. Well,
5: Sally Struthers has a correspondence school to help you just with that. I chose Uh, parapsychology. We could be No, that was in the, in the back field. of a comic book. Doesn't matter.
4: Isn't that a passion of yours,
5: Brent? Well, it's one of my many passions. Yeah. Archaeoastronomy, astronomy or archaeology. Passion fruit. Yeah. I don't like passion fruit. No. No, I
7: don't. I'm uh, sorry. The nineties uh, soap opera oh, Passions. Oh, oh, oh wow. sure. Well
5: remembered or, or or shame on you, one or the other. That one keep nah, remember the way. commercials.
7: I think there was a beach. Every 90s show had a beach in it. 90s room. or early 2000s um
4: You guys
5: want to go to the Cleveland Beach?
7: Yeah. A Drake song passion fruit also. No. Oh, there's plenty of great passion stuff. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say passion. It was Temptation Island. Oh. It was, was an amazing
4: show.
5: Passion, the woman you lost your virginity to?
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> she was tender.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and now she's on grinders. It's so weird. Hey, oh, here we go. All right. Anyway, Remember, remember, patreon.com
4: slash get <laughs> <21. laughs> Hit that subscribe button, kids. Uh, using the same techniques he applied at uh, a place that we might have heard of before, Stonehenge. Well, no, never heard of it. Uh, he found that the lines he studied couldn't correspond with any celestial bodies. But I already answered that. Yeah. It's obviously the
1: anti-constellation. That is just because they are far more ancient than even he thought. The constellations have changed.
5: Yeah, I'm sure. That's it. Yeah. Pangea was just cooling when these bastards were done.
4: I can't, I can't sit. That point he just made mm, uh, could make sense.
1: Prove me wrong. I'll wait.
4: Yeah, I'm saying it could make sense, like, which worries me because if I'm starting to align with, it means I'm way off.
1: You are starting to align with me like they aligned with the old constellations.
4: It is on fire
1: back when the ancient pacts were still upheld with the old gods.
4: What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I I don't know. Let's move on. Hey, listen, Brent, that guy that you made me read the book of, Eric Von Daniken, uh, Chariots oh, yes. of the Gods. Yes, yes. Um, and if you get the old version, it's Chariots of the Gods question mark oh well he says the runways are an ancient airfield used by extraterrestrial space he spacecraft. says the runways <laughs> uh, not the pathways that radiate from cusco or a giant map pinpointing underground water supplies nope just aliens
1: see told
5: you
4: yeah well eric von deniken Not to be outdone, because the lines are best seen from above.
5: There are also those who suspect that Nazca was capable of flight long before the Wright brothers. So they're just circling up there, left, right, right, there you go. You know They had fucking jetpacks? Well, no, John, they had balloons, they say. Why? Because pottery remains depict what could be seen as a chiter balloon. So, of course, researchers created a balloon out of materials that they thought would have been able to to be found or available to the Nazca people. And after several attempts, he was airborne for less than
4: 15 minutes. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
1: Long enough, you cock knockers. Yeah,
4: he is feisty. He is feisty. I, th- they had flight. Listen, I know that we talked... Earlier in this episode and other episodes, about how we underestimate ancient people, they weren't
7: flying around. It's just they were just looking at their lines that they made. That was the whole
4: point. They weren't flying around. I'm just, I'm just,
1: you are so fucking stupid that I am embarrassed for you.
5: (laughs) (laughs)
4: What is,
3: what, what happened, Brent?
4: (laughs) What would happen, Brent? What if he's just really passionate about educating you, John? Why, of all the, he's talked more in this episode than like the last 30. Why does he care about the Nazca lines? Oh. It's actually the one place in Peru he could roll around in his tread. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get it now. It's, that's it. It's his, it's his pacing place. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So,
5: Seabot's fired up. So, let's take a, a, a break. Let's head there and then let them cool off. And we're coming back with more Stair 51 and talk what we really think about the lines. Ooh, fun. I'll be the mummy. No, is he fired up? He's fired up. At you. Yeah, that's
3: odd.
4: C-Bot, if you don't get away from me,
1: I'm gonna unplug you. You're in no position to make demands.
4: I'm exactly in the position to make demands. I don't have a plug or need someone to carry me up and down the stairs.
1: I'm the Alpha and the Omega, you whore.
4: What the f- (laughs) What does that even mean?
1: (laughs) And I have a jetpack. Yeah.
4: Yeah. He still (laughs) thinks that thing works.
5: Well, you know, he's been working on it. (laughs) God. all right now i didn't get in i did get him some jolt cola so it might now i don't know i don't really want to test it
4: yeah uh, let's not we are back and we are still talking about the Nazca lines. we've told you the the history of them or at least the history that we know we've told you uh we've told you the, the rough timing of it we've told you what uh scholars think about it and the scholarly type uh
5: mark you're our scholar for this episode the bar give me up. the over on there, on this what are you thinking what do you look at these and think man they were they were just for water irrigation were they just decorations were they something for the astronomy
7: were they for aliens what's what's your Occam's razor man yeah a lot of bodies around uh these are mm-hmm. folks uh, John touched on earlier advanced theology people who were uh, thinking about the afterlife mm-hmm. and these are just elaborate uh ornamentation for their mausoleum cemetery situation uh They're beautiful. You'd see, you know, you'd see pictures. Obviously, going to be part of the uh, the show picture, and that's what they were. They they were just a a nice way to uh, memorialize their loved ones.
5: That passes my smell test quite a bit because you look at it this way.
4: I've
7: walked in the bathroom after you. (laughs)
4: Uh, I don't care what passes your smell test.
7: Tell you what, if you went to it, so. Thousands of years from now, say we didn't have—we're not sure what kind of written. Maybe they didn't have a, a written language, right? Mm-hmm. So if we didn't have a written language and we built cemeteries like we have, I mean, this is very—this is doing a lot of jumps. But if uh, anthropologists well, came back, to hysteria, yeah, right? 51. Exactly. So a lot of leaps of logic here. But you know, thousands of years from now, people came back and there were no names or dates on headstones and cemeteries. And you went to a cemetery, and I don't know. I mean, I guess you'd pretty. Quickly figure out because you would dig maybe that there's bodies there mm-hmm. uh, or see a mausoleum. But the ornamentation that we have, I and mean, sometimes it's pretty elaborate yeah. or oftentimes there's pretty elaborate displays around when, folks. That when died.
5: John and I did the – did our episode on Resurrection Mary, the actual walk-in mausoleum ornate – Sure. You know, hundreds of thousands of dollars were – Astounding. There was literally hundreds and hundreds of them.
7: So, yeah. Yeah. And I'd be curious, too. What else do we know of the Nazca people as it comes to how did they live? What kind of art they made? Uh, I think you did mention something about some of the pottery that they had. But, you know, perhaps they were, um, you know, perhaps they they had a propensity towards art in, in other facets of their life. And they had a great canvas. Right. So obviously, mm-hmm. this is an area where they, they knew. I mean, it didn't take any advanced science to realize that this was an area that was going to be untouched by human hands, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and easy to to impact and then, um, you know, leave as a as a as a memorial or a piece of art for years ahead.
5: Yeah, that was stupid and wrong. So, <laughs> up next. No, I, I agree with that. the 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 big takeaway I thought of myself too, kind of going along with that, is when I watched a few. You know, there's documentaries on these that don't take the woo woo crazy side. They're just talking about it, and the big thing that they stressed in those was their religion, their afterlife. The afterlife was very important. And it wasn't, like I said before, it wasn't like, oh, you're dead. Well, we're so sorry. It right. was, yay, Mark's dead. Now he's in the next place. See you soon. That, that kind of thing. And so that I can see as something that they would use this for, though that would have gotten lost into time somehow, you know, the exact thing. The other thing is, they live in a place that has very little rainfall, very little water. Right. It is very inhospitable. So it also could be twofold to me um that they would also use it in some way like to mark underground reservoirs of water or things like that or to point if they didn't have a written you know like we think of language it's a lot easier to like okay well this means this or this means right. that and it's another thing that would have been lost to us then again who knows? Maybe it was just trying to get the gods to come back, which are really aliens. <laughs> I'm trying to be on Seabed's good side this week. I can tell. I don't know if you picked up on that or not.
4: If that was any more wishy-washy, I could have washed my mouth with uh, John, it. why don't we hear your dribble? Go all ahead. I Thank you. That, is everyone ready for the truth? Good. <laughs>
7: <Yeah>. <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. So you, you don't want the large? I don't. What are we doing here? <laughs> so, all right. Here's the deal. Um. We, we we know a few things, and if we put those few things together, we can make a couple assumptions. Uh, we know, I don't need to know things to make assumptions. So. <laughs> it's true. That was
7: really it's stupid. It's the whole point of my assumption.
4: Yeah. Uh, we know that the Nazca people were uh, quickly, in terms of eons, in terms of l- long periods of time, were they were having a lot of problems. Uh, rain was – the climate was changing, and they were – there was less and less and less rain. It, it's it's thought that when the nazca people were flourishing there that that area i mean it wasn't arid and dry that there was it, it was much more rainforesty. sure I mean, uh, yeah
5: if you, if you watch the new trailer for aquaman that's part of it <laughs> would they go to the desert because it was the ocean before Oh you know, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. which uh they said best dc movie ever
4: was uh, some of the reviews so well that's promising at least all right let's get back to the truth um all right. The truth is, Green Lantern is, is
5: the greatest the, comic book character of all the, the time.
4: The truth is, uh, no, the um. So we know that as a civilization, they were moving closer and closer to the precipice of destruction. We also know that as they, as time went on, because they've dated these things, precipice they, of destruction would be an amazing, heavy badass. Metal, He's just like, doing his best to interrupt me every uh, five album. fucking minutes. You're
5: welcome, because uh, otherwise this would suck. Keep
4: going. Don't, don't I, you
7: know we're on the precipice?
4: Of, of destruction, destruction. <laughs> <laughs> so we also know that we also know that as time went on, they they switched. We mentioned that they were both animals and geometric shapes, the animals are older, so it, I think that, and I'm not the first one to come up with this idea, they were praying to the gods and making these things for the gods to return more and more water to them, and it was failing miserably
5: well those and didn't work
4: those didn't work and we're running out of time the geometric patterns were easier to make than the drawings that's true they've they've proven that out so they're like okay those aren't work we're angering the gods let's make more let's make more and they just kept making them until eventually whoever was left had to leave that area and just mm-hmm. moved on to other areas of peru and, and south america so I, I think they were i think they were messages to the gods at praying for more water and, and trying to honor the gods it was it was a was a religious observation and and that and they just happened to still be here. There was I think there's a lot of other stuff like that around the world. It just wasn't in the perfect climate to not degrade over time.
5: When you feel terrible, if you're like the generation that finally like decides to leave, you walk for like three days and all of a sudden there's water and shit. You're like, well, fuck.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch. I guess the other thing we know is that they did survey large areas because they knew about the animals that they included that weren't indigenous to that area at the time.
1: I'm the master of all I survey.
4: Shut, dude. What? We mm-hmm. should unplug him. We should unplug him. <laughs> so there is the truth. Nation, what do you think of my truth and
7: these other idiots babble? We told you what we thought. You just talked. That doesn't even make sense. Exactly. That's the point. You're really giving them a lot of credit on their climate science. Yeah. I think, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, Not again, Occam's Razor. It's not climate answer. science. It's, oh, fuck, we can't feed the crops this year because we don't have enough rain how do you explain all the dead bodies all the all the people that are buried well if you can't feed the crops people die
5: that's because you got to give them brando it's what's crops. (laughs) (laughs) nation what do you think well guess what you can tell us on hysteria nation just hop on facebook search hysteria nation or facebook.com slash hysteria 51 don't forget also, at Hysteria51pod on Twitter, we are on Instagram, we are on Snapchat, you can send us things. We love it. And also, we are on
4: Friendster. <laughs> oh, wait. No, uh, we, no. we are I'm on. Hearing from the, I'm hearing from the booth. That is not that is not. We are now accurate. on Onstellar, I I think is what it's called. I don't called. know what that is. It
5: is Facebook for the alien lover. Let me look this up and make sure it's Onstellar. Someone told me about it. Yep, Onstellar, O-N-S-T-E-L-L-A-R. Um, there he is. You go on there, it is all alien stuff, and it is very, very The first
4: picture to pop up is George Nori. George
5: Nori, Beyond Belief, and then there's a, there's a Nova and robots and stuff like that. Just be, be prepared to read some crap on there. Awesome stuff. Find us on there. Also Reddit. We have our own subreddit on there. Uh, we post all our, our stuff on there, so yeah, give us some love. We'll give you some love. Let's chat. No. Speaking of chatting, there's some individuals I want to chat about. They're our Patreon subscribers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got a bunch of them. And you know what? I'm going to name them. I'm going to name them because they deserve recognition. And you're going to make them mad when you pronounce it wrong. Oh, you know what? I think that's half the fun. Otherwise, I could just make up names for them. So we got... <laughs> 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 that's,
6: not,
7: that's a nom de guerre. A.R.
5: Voitswoggle. Uh, yeah. He was my avatar in World of Warcraft for quite a while. <laughs> No, A.R. A- a- Fort Swago. Aaron and Jamie Babel Angelo Lamberto Axel Hayes I pray that that is a real name
7: It's a lead singer of Precipice of Destruction
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Byron or Bayron I, I guess uh, Baked and Awake another amazing podcast Brad Tracy Breaker's podcast not so good yeah, It's uh, average at yeah. best Brett Hederick I think is how you say that Brian Bernier Brian or is it, is it Bernier or Bernier? Bernier. Well, we're going to pretend it's. Yeah, yeah, choose your own adventure on that one. Uh, Brian Gutowski, Brian Jones, Brock Masters. Brock <laughs> Masters does, like, he either works for an evil henchman or has defeated an of... like, Yeah. <laughs> Chris Kanerko or Kanaiko? How do I say it's, that? There's one? no R in it. Kanaiko. Kanaiko. Chris Kanaiko. K O N I E C K O. Chris Labe, Chris Lane, Conway Tweeter. (laughs) That's 100% not a nom de guerre. Uh, Corey Haar. Some of these people are our past Patreon people, but we want to still say thank you to all these people. David (laughs) (laughs) Andros, Kilt trip. (laughs) David Andros, David Ray, (laughs) <laughs> oh look, it's Dwayne Zazeski, aka Snatch Twat, on Twitter. Dennis Owens, Derek Squeeze, Douglas Davis, Edward Palacios, Edwin Hernandez
4: Gunn, Eric Davis, Gabriel Zero, uh, Edwin Hernandez Gun. He is the protagonist in a fighter bird movie. That's <laughs> that's what I'm seeing. Like Mish- like like Top Gun, Top Gun, but it what like what. Uh, you know what it, he would have been in Afterburn. There you go, Miss
5: Shans. She is our our German listener. She's very active in the Hysteria Nation, and she won the coloring contest. How badass is she?
4: Oh, speaking ha- of coloring contest, I forgot to say on this whole topic today. This is this was the one thing I wrote down that I wanted to make sure and say during the show. What the thing was? A big piece of scratch art. Remember scratch art where you took the yeah. you colored all the it. crayons I on said the white just paper. Doodles. paper. Just one dude is really bored. No, but no, but like it worked like scratch art, how you just had to scratch the top to make the design. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Heather Prost, Jay
5: Zachariah Melton, Jacob Voss, Jake Kelly, Janet Bunderson, Jason Jones, Jeffrey Hartraft, I believe Jeffrey McAvoy, Jennifer Collins hired John Black, John Byron Duplessis or Duplessis. John David Carlucci, John <laughs> Carlucci. Byron, are
4: you are you related to the guy
5: from the league? Isn't isn't that their I last don't name? Know. I don't know. Justin Ruff, Kim Middleton, King Carnival, Lane Atkins, Forty, Lee Williams, Libby McDermott, Living Podcariously, another amazing podcast. It's going to be coming back. They've been on hiatus because uh, they all had babies. <laughs> Luke Herbert, Manny Campos, or Hair Bear. <laughs> Luke Hare Bear <laughs> Her Bear uh, Mark Avant, Matthew Martin, Michelle Young, Michelle Campbell, Michelle Phillipson, Mike Miller, Mike Thompson, Molly Smith, Mr. Postman, Steve, Nicholas Ege, Edge edge Nick Foglio, Gigi <laughs> Patrick McRae, Paul Curtis, Rachel Englehart, Randy Chapman, Ray Walden, Robert Kane, Ron Renkin, ryan block ryan larson sam culper sarah hearn secret transmission podcast never heard of them shelly <laughs> renee spencer sebastian stephen hale tazzy gal the circle game the colt whitmore show the ectoplasm show the twisted 10 tiffany lambert tiffany i timothy ives trent ward tyler maddox ufo bros another podcast hell yeah Vera Fernandez, Vicky K, Viv. Ooh, you want to take that one? Hapakoski. Hap- Hapakoski, yes. Yay! We're to keep him around. Zach Kendrick and Zach Loveland.
4: Which those people, also would be a good porn name. Zach Loveland.
5: <laughs> Seriously, those people have helped us. More than I can tell you. They have helped us be able to afford to keep doing the show and to to give out... money's involved? Unfortunately, this free podcast costs a a lot. No, I'm saying on Patreon,
4: they're donating money? I don't know what you're talking about. I... (laughs) Not
5: enough, sadly.
4: (laughs) Keep it coming. But what about... Wait, we need to talk about this after the show. Yeah, then we're going
5: to parking lot that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put a pin in this one. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get back to it, I promise. Also, if you guys want to hear not only your name read on the show eventually from
4: Patreon, you want to hear your voice on the show, leave us a voicemail. 773-669-7277. Brent, yes. we still have more. Let's listen to some. They're never ending, John, in a good way. In a good way. Like a never ending story.
0: Mm. Hey, voice. This is Dylan from New York. I don't know if you can tell, but I got a 100% authentic New York accent, all right? When I'm crossing the street, I say,
6: Hey, I'm walking
0: in. When I'm going to buy a pack of smokes down at the little corner store, I get up off of my stoop. I go down onto the sidewalk. I walk up there and I'm like,
4: Hey, let me get a pack of smoke. I'm walking here.
0: (laughs) No, guys, I'm I'm actually from California. No. What I really wanted to ask you guys about is, um, I was going through your podcast episodes, and I didn't really see anything too much in detail into Puma Punku in Peru. Uh, it's a yes. really, really interesting site. It's got some Ironic really that kind we're of doing phenomenal a show. weird stuff going on with the stones. Like this dude sticks a compass on this stone and then he touches the stone with a magnet. And depending on where he touches the magnet to the stone, the compass mm-hmm. changes the direction it's pointing exactly every single time.
5: He was also then promptly sodomized by a ghost.
0: (laughs) Weird stuff, guys. (laughs) Not to mention that the stones are like, you know, made out of granite and 12,000 years old and precision carved to a level that we couldn't even do today. So, yeah, you guys should check that out, definitely, because it's kind of weird, and I think that everybody knowing about this weird shit is um, a good thing. All right. Fuck you guys. Love you, conspiracy (laughs) bot. (laughs)
5: <laughs> ah! so that's really funny so when we did our gobekli Tepe, which was the ancient you know monolithic structure in it southeast was, turkey it was just going to be originally a story uh, an episode on a lot of them and pumapunku was going to be one of them we realized very early on that each one of them needs their own episode
4: they are incredibly incredibly inter- interesting and i mean if we don't deserving. do if we don't do an episode on each one of those how will how will Fresh Hour ever come back when he's got to wait another 200 episodes? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so Pumapunku is absolutely in the books, and
5: it, it will get made, and I am a big... I don't think there's a need. I just like saying Pumapunku. I don't think there's a need.
4: Pumapunku. Uh, Puma there's uh Go Pumapunku yourself. I, I know the answer. Hey, did you Pumapunku uh, Puma your pants? Uh, there are rock monsters inside. That's all? <laughs> yeah.
7: Yeah. Makes yeah. sense to me?
4: You no, know, Kirk Hammond. I'm convinced. Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> listen to another one. Number two.
2: Hey, by the way... um I just listened to that message thing, and uh, I thought for a second you're going to say, "Hey, uh, leave us our your uh, social security, and we'll
5: uh, and we change that. you know
2: do something with it." But never mind. Anyway, uh, this is Brandon from Oklahoma, from right okay. outside the wonderful city of Tulsa, Oklahoma. The one Living where Chandler Bing gets transferred and you know starts smoking again. Uh, so yeah. Hey, <laughs> just wanted to say uh, nothing love like the a show.
4: current um, cultural reference.
2: Steve, you suck. That's um,
4: true. He does.
2: What else? Um, you know, I had this whole thing, you know, planned out. Like I was going to say something. <laughs> it's probably how you guys start the show. Um, no, but anyway, perfect. You know, I really enjoy your podcast, and I have referred it to some friends. Hell yeah! Uh, and they like it. And, you have uh, good friends. I wish you all the best.
5: They sound smart. And, uh, Good And
2: something, looking. something mm-hmm. so forth. Go forth. And uh, <laughs> hand in hands with things.
6: Ooh. Ooh.
2: Okay, now ahead. I'm just rambling. Oh, so so, so uh, I'll probably time. end this. Oh. Um, <laughs> probably not. Have you talked about the 23andMe conspiracy? I don't remember That's if I've heard anything no, about it. It may maybe not be haven't. enough to do anything. And like, I'm in that show, one because I, I use 23andMe. I think John did too. Alright. Stop talking um, over the <laughs> <think that's laughs> So once again, uh, see, you suck. uh-
5: <laughs> That one guy did the one, two, three count and then it didn't even cut his, his counting down off, but it always cuts like the last few seconds. Twenty three and me, um, they got my DNA. So I'm I'm part of that now. So do a lot of motel
4: room floors.
5: There is a warehouse somewhere with just these jars full of little me's in them somewhere. That's being grown.
4: Frightening.
5: Every once in an hour, they just giggle to them. <laughs> Let's listen to one more.
8: Uh, hey, guys. So, uh, I just listened to your Georgia Guidestones episode, and I uh, have a fun story for you about nice. the Guidestones. We were in Atlanta for a power metal festival uh, earlier this year in September, and we had uh, a couple hours to kill, so I wanted to go see the Georgia Guidestones. My friend uh, was not as enthusiastic about it as I was. So, we drive... Two and a half hours to get there. Idiot. <laughs> when they say it's in a cow pasture, it's, it's there's nothing around this area. Uh, and we're from the Detroit area. We stopped at uh, a yeah. family dollar uh, Shitty in bathroom. I bought a pack of cigarettes and an energy drink. And, and I don't even I, smoke. <laughs> I was kind of talking to the cashier and she says to me, what are you doing around here? <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, we're going to see the Georgia guys. Does
5: anyone else know you're here?
8: <laughs> she says, I don't know what the hell those are. It's like, oh, well, I give her a very brief description.
6: Lady. The Why only would anyone else be out. here? Yes. Said,
8: where are you from? I said Detroit. And she asked me if I'd been shot. And I told her, no, that's not really how that works.
5: We're from Chicago. Everywhere. I go on vacation. Where are you from? Chicago. Ooh. Rough so, <laughs> town.
4: So they drive off. <laughs> new, new couple drives up. Hey, where are you from? Uh, wherever. What are you doing out here? Going to see the Georgia Guidestones. I have no, I,
5: no idea what those are. Never heard of them.
8: No, that I had been shot. She looked at me and says, Whatever. Good luck with your rocks. And we continued on our way for about another hour and got there. And it's way more uneventful than you think it's going to be. And I don't think anyone actually in that area cares about this at all.
5: Which is. Oh, it. it it's funny because that should be the only drawing power in that area. So you'd think that it would have, you know, at least a little bit. Of no, the,
7: it's um, the granite capital of the world, you moron. If you know that you have something like that there, why not try to make money off of it? Come on, guys.
5: If you want to see the true, true awesomeness that is the Georgia guy zones, go to Hysteria Nation because Cassie Owens, one of our listeners, went there wearing a Hysteria 51 shirt and took tons of photos defacing them with our name she put some stickers on them and it is badass and, and promptly awesome. removed them that's true though no, they were they were on un- you can take them they were they were there the back are still on them you can go get them yourself and she left them on the ground around them and stuff so that's pretty pretty exciting how bad we've Double had that caching yeah we've had that and we had another person uh this was badass go out to area 51 that area and on all the like the signs you know extraterrestrial highway. highway our stickers and stuff and they're also in the little alien on the cooler i mean we're going places i
4: love our listeners a little nowhere but we're going there (laughs) so john what's that number again so they can call him 773-669-7277
5: yep that's right don't forget if you forget any of this you can find it all on our website hysteria51.com tell a friend tell them how much you want them to be on a voicemail
4: with you tell your friend tell your lover tell your friend and your lover tell your friend you want to be their lover because
5: life's short. How can we be lovers if we can't be friends? And that's right. Are you now? I know that's not the. Are you still in the Taylor Dane fan club? I know she didn't sing that, but I want to ask you. <laughs>
4: um, that
5: was Mark, a reach. I don't know if you know that was the, a reach. That
4: is not a reach. This it's the mic for we, years. I was talking Michael Bolton. I told you I know that, but
7: Is Taylor Dane Black Velvet? What, was
4: no, Dane. that.
3: And was, that little boy smile, new
7: religion that'll bring you to your knees. I was, I uh, was if
4: uh, you something. Oh. Uh, Elena Miles. A lot of
7: miles, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hot. Uh,
4: Taylor, what did Taylor Dane, what's your favorite Taylor Dane song? Huh? As opposed to Aliana Haynes, who did Looking like Shore Center Drive. Drive. Like he's not a huge Taylor Dane fan. <laughs> Lakeshore Drive is a great song about the LSD. beautiful road to, here I in I Chicago. Sh- uh,
5: Chicago did L- Lakeshore Drive. No, like, Aliana Haynes. Well, Chicago does have a version of Lakeshore Drive. Well, I don't give a shit. Mm,
7: well, Let's go back to Taylor Dane's, though. What does she think? Fa- I don't remember. I know the name, but I forget She what likes time.
4: white outfits. Uh, Taylor oh, okay. Dane is famous for
5: <laughs> calling
7: me right now.
5: Uh, Taylor Dane uh, is famous. Also, John has her autograph on four or five restraining orders.
7: Say, well, he knows what she likes to wear. So that's true. Walk a little bit further down that path. <laughs> oh, um, I'm uncomfortable.
5: That Mark, thank you so much for being on again, thank you guys.
7: Slumming it with a us. A new
4: religion that'll bring you all to your knees, dude. Black velvet, <laughs> if you please oh god that was creepy <laughs> oh i'm sorry for that listeners <laughs> <sighs> with that said i've
5: been brent i'm mark fresh hour i've been john it's been conspiracy bot. stay woke meat sex
3: it
4: was terrible it was just terrible i'll never get over it as long as i